0: the Morale Project. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Morale Project podcast. I'm your host, Senior Master Sergeant Cynthia Limoge, uh, Human Resource Advisor for the Rhode Island Air National Guard. And welcome to today's conversation. So we are here celebrating June, uh, which is pride uh, in the Air Force or Rhode Island Air National Guard. And I have two amazing Uh, young people here with us, and I say young because I'm old, right, (laughs) (laughs) and I'd like to start off by introducing our special guest, and I just want to say thank you so much, first and foremost, for uh, being here and sharing your story. You know, I always talk about how our Air Force is, um, you know, we talk about diversity and inclusivity and morale. Uh, i don't just talk about culture i talk about absolutely everything that you bring to the table a little bit about what we talked about before you even when we before we even started right so first i have staff sergeant courtney robinson hello courtney robinson hi (laughs) (laughs) and then i have senior airman william garcia hey what's up (laughs) (laughs) so i want to hear a little bit about you first so who wants to go first Oh. They're both yeah, pointing one. at each <laughs> other. I'll go All first. All right. <laughs> so we have Senior McGarcia. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your upbringing.
1: So I come from a Dominican background, family, first generation. So family's very religious. Um, so, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. How many siblings do you have?
1: I have a sister. She's older than me. I actually have a beautiful little niece that Aww. just came last year. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. And are you from... Were you born in Rhode Island? I was
1: born in Brooklyn, New York, uh, raised in Rhode Island.
0: Okay, so I can say Brooklyn, New York, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Did you go to high school here in Rhode Island? Yes, yes. Yeah? And so when did you come over to the Air Force?
1: I was supposed, actually, I was supposed to come right out of high school because my cousin was very um, persuading me to come in, and she joined right after, and I was a little hesitant about it because I was like, I don't know if this is what I want to do. But a couple years go by and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And I've been here for three years and it's been pretty awesome, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's been great.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. And you've been in for how many years now?
1: Uh, Three years since I enlisted. Yes,
0: Three years. And what do you do in the Air Force?
1: I'm in services. In services. Yes.
0: And so what does services do?
1: Services, um, we do a little bit of a lot, <laughs> yeah. but what I mainly do is I am in the kitchen, serving, prepping, um, stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Services does a lot. Yeah, we, we, know we this, do, right?
1: um, Fitness and then food.
0: So you're in charge of our new beautiful gym that we have yes. here at Quantit, right? Yes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, um, you've been in for three years. Tell us a little bit about you. I, I, I mentioned to you that I identify as he, mm-hmm. uh, she or her. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Because yes. you were born in, so Brooklyn, I was born in Brooklyn, but you're from Rhode Island.
1: I'm a little upset because I, I like big cities. And I actually have a lot of friends in New York, so I always go back. But I was raised in Rhode Island. Um, going to school, it was a little weird because I feel like I was told that I was gay before I even knew that I was gay. And that's, I don't know if that makes any sense. No, tell us a little bit about um, that. People would always, I mean, you know, little kids, they're always bullying or whatever you want to call it. But I would always be like, oh, you talk like a girl, you act like a girl and stuff like that. But I never really noticed that I was just being myself,
2: mm-hmm. which was a
1: little weird to me because I'm just like, what does that even mean to me? Right. I was trying to still figure myself out. And then you're over here telling me that I'm gay or that I'm acting the certain way, but I'm just being myself. So that to me was a little strange. Um but that was my middle school experience and then when I went to high school was when I was fully aware of who I was mm-hmm. as a person. I'm like, yeah, I do identify as gay. You know what I mean? Um so that's when I came out. I came out in high school.
0: So when you came out, <clears throat> who was the first person you shared that with?
1: Um so like I said people already had suspicions about me being gay. Um so It wasn't too hard for me to come out because people were like, yeah, we know. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like, for me, for me to actually come out was really big because Mm -hmm. I was like, especially to my parents. I -hmm. mean, um, my mom didn't take it very well at all. And we even had um, a, not a falling out, but it was our relationship did change when she found out that I was gay. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was very hard for me because I am a little mama's boy. So... Mm -hmm with her not fully accepting it right there and then it did make me feel some type of way because I'm like what am I doing or why why is this a problem you know Mm -hmm. um so right there I didn't understand it
0: yeah and I mean I'm really sorry you had to experience that how is your relationship now with mom
1: she's great I mean over the years she has came around and she's been very welcoming to all my friends and my partner and stuff like that. So it's been very great for her to even, cause I know some parents would not accept it, mm-hmm. but for her to even accept the fact that her son is gay, it was really, really great.
0: So thank you for sharing your experiences. You know, what do you feel like since you've been here in our unit or in the Air Force that you've experienced anything challenging?
1: No, I mean like I said before coming, I was a little hesitant about it because I just didn't know how people how accepting people were. Mm-hmm. Especially, not, I mean I just not knowing anything, you know. I just came here, I didn't even know um, how people's personalities and stuff. So I was just very very reserved. Um, but people in my unit have been very welcoming. I mean, I'm not hiding who I am. Um, and i've never had a problem here everybody like i said everyone has been very welcoming so it's been a really good feeling
0: i know the the message that i preach at nauseam and mm-hmm. you'll hear me say it all the time is you know when, we, when i talk about diversity and inclusion i talk based on a human level like starting mm-hmm. off as you know i don't care what you look like i don't know who i don't care who you are we should all be treating each other with dignity and respect whether we Agree or disagree with our belief systems, like we should be treating each other with respect, right, mm-hmm. so it always makes me feel good to hear that we're embracing you, we should yeah you know you're part of our family right. so
1: something that i um that I do want to like point out, not point out, but um, I can see that the air Force is trying, and mm-hmm. the reason why I'm saying that is because today I had um a sapper. Our oh, training. training, yeah, and it was really awesome to see. There was a scenario where they talked about someone being gay or someone being transsexual, whatever, the, or whatever the scenario was. But it was great to be to see that, mm-hmm. like, in a room full of people, and then this is being on the slide, and everybody was seemed comfortable, you know. And so it was it was it was a good thing that we're being recognized.
0: That's good, and, and it, it, we're trying. I know our Air Force is trying. Our military mm-hmm. is trying to move in the right direction. Right. You know, um, sometimes we have that old mindset for all of us <laughs> old timers that have been in for a long time. Change is hard for us. Yeah, you know, change is hard. But we're an ever-changing military, and I always say to my senior colleagues that joined when I joined, or even before. Jump on the the, ro- the roller coaster, yeah. hang on tight, and be willing to move with the change. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're going to stay behind, right. right? And so our goal is to be there to embrace and to encourage and to um, mentor and empower mm-hmm. everyone right. equally and respectfully,
2: right? right?
0: Yeah. So thank you. Um, and so what would you su- suggest for anyone out there? that are serving now in the service, yeah. or even in the community that may hear our message today, um, to feel comfortable to come out and talk about and, and, and be who they are, you know? Yeah,
1: I mean, I think it's very important. I just feel like, just be your authentic self. Uh, people are gonna like you for who you are, and there's people that are gonna not like you, even if you are straight or gay or whatever you identify as. There's people that are gonna find something wrong, but it's not you're not wrong being you. Right. You should always be you and be comfortable in who you are.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So thank you so much. You know, and this we talk about. You know, embracing everyone. Let's talk about um, Staff Sergeant Courtney Robinson sharing your experiences, your story. Let's hear it. Let's see, let's hear about. You know, all of the deep, all the deets, as we say, right? where you? Where were you were we born?
2: So I was born in Attleboro, Massachusetts, wasn't raised there. Um, my mom just happened to be there at the time when she gave birth. So um, I was born in War- I was raised in Warwick, well, West Warwick, and then moved to Warwick, so half and half. Um, How um, many siblings <laughs> do you have? <laughs> I have an older brother and a younger sister, and I also have a niece from my older brother. Um, cute. She's almost four, so very exciting. Um, yeah. I didn't even ask either. I'll come back to you, Erin uh, Garcia, but what
0: do you do outside of here?
2: So I actually am on base full-time because oh, yeah. I am full-time honor guard. So I do the funerals around. Um, so we cover Southern Mass, Eastern Connecticut, and all of Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, that's what I do. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome.
0: And so I know we had talked a little bit about before we, we went live and um, so you were at FSS before as well. Yes. And we had met because you had done my D card years and years ago, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so good. I'm proud of you for moving to a different section too and exploring your options, right? Yeah. Um, tell us a, a little bit about your military experiences.
2: My military experiences, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say anything bad. I think I'm very grateful for the military. I think it's gotten me to where I am. Um, I'm thankful to be in the Honor Guard, I'm thankful for my experiences in FSS, that taught me a lot. It made, I met people that I will never forget, even going over to CE now, Water and Fuels, it's always been so welcoming and mm-hmm. that's kind of surprised me on a level, because you never know what to expect. Right, and yeah. so there are people that are welcoming, but then there are people that are over welcoming, like they make you so comfortable right off the, like right off bat. and. In both situations, I've had that same experience, which I'm so grateful for because without that, I'm very, I have anxiety. I get, like, shy, and so just having those people, I just, it's amazing because you don't always get that, and I know mm-hmm. a lot of people that don't always have that experience, and it's its sad to hear, and it's unfortunate, but I was fortunate in that aspect. Yeah, that's.
0: again, that's always good to hear that you have that embracing um, experience you know with the unit Tell and in recognition of June being pride month, right? Tell us a little bit about
2: your life and your pronouns So my pronouns are she her mm-hmm. um, I knew Three years prior to coming out wh- I was dating someone at the time for three years oh. is secret because obviously we both Didn't know how other people f- would feel and it was just in that time frame of like it still was kind of a touchy subject but I came out because when i went to basic training i had a girlfriend and my mom knew because when she had come to visit me the first person i wanted to call obviously was my girlfriend my mom it clicked to her <laughs> then so when moms i came no so, so when i came home from basic training i'll never forget it i'm sitting in the recliner in my living room my mom's doing her here in the bathroom and she comes over and goes i need to ask you a question i said okay she goes don't take offense i said okay she goes are you dating so and so and i said yeah yeah, I am. And she I was like, and you can either accept that or you don't. We can talk about it. I said, but I am who I am and that's it. It's been going on for 3 years. Yeah. And she said, "No, I she was like, I love her." She was like, "I knew." She was like, "You don't just get out of basic and call one person right away." <laughs> she was like, "You don't just yeah. have sleepovers yeah. all the time, you know." Yeah. So It was actually kind of funny, and she just, um, my dad was actually adamant on the fact that I was dating this boy, and she just (laughs) wanted to be right, I think, but she was very accepting, so. That's good.
0: And I love your response. You know, when when mom, like, was asking for that validation, immediately, Courtney's like, if you want to talk about it, this is what we're (laughs) going to talk about. This is A, B, and C, right? So if mom was ready to, like, throw those questions out, you're ready to answer them.
2: I absolutely I just, I think I was in my head about it so much for that three years that, I was just ready. I set my life up. I joined the military to go to school, and I set myself up to be dependent and not need anyone due to the fact of I knew this could be a problem. I, mm-hmm. In my head, I was like, if someone's not going to accept me, I'm not going to need you. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I was... I was trying to become more comfortable with myself and i didn't need anyone who wasn't going to accept me Mm -hmm. whether that be family or friends i know it's a little harsh to say but sometimes i i wouldn't want to be around someone that doesn't like who i am and that doesn't define me as a person when it comes down to it good
0: for you look at that (laughs) you sound like a very healthy mindset
2: and so your school experiences how were those like did you know you were gay at the time or in high school, in middle school, I didn't. In high school, up until junior year, I did not. And then um, I always kind of, like, thought women were attractive, but I also thought men were attractive. So it was kind of mm-hmm. just – but I'm more of a personality person. So um, my junior year, I had met someone, and we were just really close friends. We ended up getting closer at Escalita and I was just still standoffish by it because I was, I was confused. I didn't mm-hmm. know what I was doing. So um, – she was actually a little bit younger than me, and one day she had grabbed my hand in the hallway, mm-hmm. and I've never yanked my hand away from someone so <laughs> fast. <laughs> because at that point, I'm scared of who's gonna know what's. Yeah. That. I, I didn't know what I was doing, so in the rut of all that, unfortunately, um, I did actually hurt some people because mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. And then when I was sure, the girl that I was sure about wasn't sure and at the time i was so angry and i was so upset and i just held this resentment but then i sat back and i went through the same thing you can't resent anyone for not being sure about how they feel and so it just created a toxic cycle but (laughs) at the end of the day you have to sit back and think it's a hard thing it's a hard thing to come to terms with Mm -hmm. and if every there's people that were in her life that didn't accept it completely so that's a big factor when people don't accept it you can't you almost can't accept yourself which is sad
0: yeah, and I mean, and I'm so proud of you both for, I feel like our new generations are more um, empowered. Like, I feel like when I was younger, coming out was a little different, you know, for our, our youth when they were interested in coming out. Like it was harder for us to say something or hard for them to say something. Um, you shared a story about someone in the Air Force that you had met along the way, right? Yep. Sh- talk, talk a little bit about that person, how they influenced you.
2: So I had met someone in tech school. We were friends. He was actually, um, know how they have the ropes. He was Mm -hmm. actually a a teal rope. So he was a sapper advocate, which is amazing. (laughs) Um, but we just got along and I always kind of looked up to him. He always had himself very, he was very squared away, very professional. And he was in finance, but he ended up going to bigger air force honor guard. So he now does like the drill teams and such like that. Um, but he's gay Mm -hmm. and at first, he wasn't very big about it, but then as I started, we have each other on Facebook, mm-hmm. I started seeing all these posts as the year goes by, years go by, and he's, he's completely out there with it. When Pride Month hits, he is the first one to get up <laughs> and say something, post something. Mm-hmm. And he always does it in such a professional manner. Being on the big Air Force Honor Guard team, you obviously have to carry yourself with that professionalism, and he does it to a T. So um, I came across this post the other day, and it was more or less, it was a big rant. It was a rant about Pride Month and you you don't have to accept us or such like that. But he went on and on about how there's still these people because what happened is the big Air Force page posted the Pride um, picture with the girl with the half rainbow arm and mm-hmm. everyone was commenting. A lot of people don't accept it still. And he kind of just wanted to touch on that. And he said, at the end of it, what really stuck with me is he said, we're here. We're going to be here. We're not going anywhere. We'll be here forever. Okay. And that really, I just look up to him because he is so confident in who he is. He is so confident in the person that he is, aside from, that doesn't define him. Like I said, mm-hmm. it doesn't define you as a person. He's so set, and he knows he's a good person. He knows that he, he does what he needs to do. He's empathetic. He's good-hearted, and he said, you know, he's, he's just one of those that you admire because he's, yeah. he's him at the end of the day, and he's going to continue to be him whether you like him or not. And being authentic, yeah, right? Right. Absolutely. Being authentic in who you
0: are. What message would you have for other members in the Air Force, the military, or even here within our families, Rhode Island Air National Guard, or Rhode Island National Guard, for those that are struggling right now or don't have the support? Because I feel like you're both very fortunate. Um, you know, I've met a lot of people that are not very fortunate. They don't have that support system that leads to difficult times, leads to poverty or um, homelessness, right? So what message would
2: you have to um, anyone I, here yeah I say come find me
0: mm-hmm. I'll support you um, <laughs> if no one else does I will yeah um,
2: but I would say push keep pushing drive be you get to where you need to be if it's going to be a like you said like a poverty or some the situation like that there's always going to be someone who supports mm-hmm. you just kind of have to reach you have to be accepting of yourself enough to kind of I feel like nowadays more people accept it than don't. Um, I like to think that at least. So I think there's there's places on base that you can even get help. You've talked to any of the chaplains such like that. Like they're going to if no one else accepts you, there you know that they're going to be there with open arms someone can support you and I think that your friends um, there's I think you just need to you need to put yourself out there. That's yeah. basically what it comes down to and it's so hard to do that. And it's so nerve-wracking and I understand because we've all been there but at the end of the day if you keep yourself in this shell you're just you're downplaying yourself and I think that you owe it to yourself to be you and, and
0: allow your right we
2: deserve it you, you deserve do deserve it. to you know be authentic to allow yourself to be authentic and who you are of course right? and at the end of the day I think that once you put yourself out there you'll find that a lot more people support you than you think you that right. they do. I agree
0: with that that's a that's a very powerful statement um, Thank you so much for sharing, Garcia. I wanted to come back to you because I know we talked a lot about like your military and your growing, uh, your upbringing rather. Um, what do you do outside of here?
1: So I'm actually full time uh, school, but I'm getting a, vis- a degree in business management, and part time I move furniture. So that's what you I'm do doing right now. Do what you right need now. to do, right? <laughs> Until you're I mean, ready. I'm a big guy, and I. I live heavy stuff all the time, you know, yeah. so I'm the perfect guy for the job. That is so, that's <laughs> awesome.
0: And you're getting your education. Yes, And exactly. that's, that's important. You know, keep, I always say this again at nauseum for anyone who is activated under my leadership um, on our 502F orders, it is your responsibility to keep yourselves current and market marketable, right? So you need to do whatever you need to do to build that skill set. And our as senior leaders, it's our responsibility to make sure that we create those opportunities for you. So I just wanna say thank you both for taking the time to share your stories, your experiences. Um, Again, our Air Force is made up, or our military is made up of all of our experiences that we bring to the table, from our upbringing, through our life, and, you know, even as you start to get older and you decide to stay in the service and you become a leaders, you'll remember those conversations that you've had with leaders that impacted your life, you know. So I just want to say thank you for helping me celebrate um, with all of our colleagues in the, in the Rhode Island Air National Guard and uh, Military uh, Pride Month. So thank you. Um, do you have any last words you want to say, share? Be yourself. Be yourself.
1: Yeah.
0: And love yourself. And love yourself. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening, for tuning in. And I look forward to um, having our next podcast very shortly here. And tune in then.
1: The Morale Project.